This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the season sweep of the Philadelphia Eagles, Tom's trivia, the upcoming game against the 49ers, the playoff picture, and much, much more. All of this live with Aaron, Josh, and John. What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, what's happening? Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Um, welcome to episode 152 after the Redskins' victory. Sweeping. Yeah, I hear some music there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where's the music, dude? Um, oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Hit him low in the nutsack. <laughs> On the road to getting beat. <laughs> you hear that other sound? That's my sweeping sound. Donovan McNabb pooping his pants. <laughs> that being said, that being said, dude, uh, go Eagles this week. Beat Dallas. <laughs> I know. That's the ironic thing. Now we need them to win this weekend. Well, dude, you know what was funny is uh, the September game was on on Christmas Day between the Eagles and uh, Dallas. It was? So, it, yeah. For those that want to watch it? like Christmas night. I watched a portion of it. You know, it was that classic game where the Eagles did the stupidest thing in history. What's that receiver's name? Caught the ball and then, like, started celebrating on the one-yard line and threw it behind him. Oh, he's a rookie. Oh, yeah, he dropped it behind him thinking he was all bad. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. And, 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 and Dallas challenged it, and they went back in the replay. He was clearly on the one-yard line. <laughs> so he never crossed the goal line and he dropped he the ball? He never crossed the goal line with the ball, dude, and he was in the end zone, like, celebrating. Idiot. Didn't they do a touchback for that? Didn't, didn't Dallas get the ball as a touchback? No, the Eagles actually scored on the next play. Okay, I couldn't remember if the ball rolled through the end zone. So I, I think I remember a couple people like scrambling for it, but I couldn't remember what they happened. They did, but they'd already blown it dead. They'd already called it a touchdown and blown it dead. All right. So, uh, unfortunate, well, I guess fortunate for Dallas. But, um, you know, it's tough It's tough to be uh, to be pulling for either it's one of them. Well, the beauty of it is... <laughs> Our mantra that some dude put out on a crappy T-shirt back in the what seventies or eighties is that we only root for like two one teams. Of those, those, those. Yeah, we only root for two teams, dudes: the Redskins and whoever's playing Dallas. Yeah, I know. That's but right. I tell you, when he did that, uh, my my five year old was watching it with me, and he was like, he was like, that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why would he do that? Because he's an idiot. Did you tell him to say, all you have to do is say, God! God! And, um, God! You know what the funny thing about it is? Is if, um, the Eagles win, then we're in last place for the season. If the Eagles lose, we're only in third place for the season. In our division. <laughs> Go Eagles! Beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. After getting swept by us, they might have some uh, fire under them. Yeah, you know, we ended up 3-3 three and three in our division. We beat Dallas. We swept the Eagles. Uh, we lost both times to defending Super Bowl champions. It's not horrible, but uh, we are out of the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. So we have no chance. No chance at all to make the playoffs. Unfortunately. We're done. We're done. Yep. Um, we have a night. We'll have a, a comfortable game against the 49ers. Then it's kick back and watch the postseason happen. Hopefully without Dallas. I can't stand Yeah, that. hopefully. We'll talk about that in a bit. Dude, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the game against the Eagles, well, we might as well just go straight into it. And now, the comedy and ever elusive. Game ball award. All right. 
This is the Game Ball Awards segment. Brought to you by no, Harry Hog Football. You're, no, dude. You're kidding. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. And now. And now. And now. <laughs> and now. And now. Here's John Adams. Now. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now. When? When is the Game Ball Awards? <laughs> and now. <laughs> it's John Adams with his Game Ball Awards. And now. The kick of the balls. And now. Jim Zorn. Zorn. I think over and the um, I think over the course of the off season I'm going to start um, peppering in new sound bits for all this stuff. Maybe we'll actually come up that. with some new segments too. You pepper those in. I'll pepper. We them. might, you know, we all we all things uh, fresh and French and uh, <laughs> your hair on football. What do you love, my hair? I'll tell we you one thing. We all tend to go back to things as well. Oh, um, keep in mind, dudes, as this is the last week coming up next week, our podcast goes 52 weeks a year, unlike many, other ones. So um, make sure you tune in during the off-season. Dudes, we're, I thought we were getting right. vacation this year. Where we even uh, get punchier? We haven't, yeah, had a big, we haven't had a vacation in three, three, four years now. Like we don't get vacation. the hardest working people in podcast business. Yes, and that's why we that's make the no bucks. Dude, do football players that's get right. vacation? Do football players get vacation? Okay, then we don't Heck need it. Yes, they do. What you talking about? Well, they get paid. Yeah, more it's than called that. the Pro Bowl. It's called when you're lazy and don't even make the playoffs. You got extended vacation. I know. You get mm-hmm. rewarded for bad play. <laughs> they should make them all play like, you know, consolation games like John did in the league. <laughs> they should, man. They should make them like show up and just play each other for like four hours. Speaking of, that would be funny. Speaking of consolation games and John um, winning that one, uh, uh, we'll bring be- that up in a bit. We'll bring that up in a bit, dude. We're trying to do the game balls here. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh yeah, okay. Um, all right. I thought you were. I thought you were the guy who was, who was, who was controlling the thing. I didn't, aren't you, dude? I'm I driving the train. I didn't read further down in the itinerary. I see it now. Okay. Um, all right. The game ball awards. John Adams is he's up with his game ball award. Oh, I am. Um, all right. Actually, Josh, you go first because I'm probably going to take yours. No, dude. Dude, who's running this thing? You sure? What? What? Go ahead. What? what? Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what? You all probably right, will take it, but that's okay. Go Who ahead. is it, Jason Taylor? All right, I, I, I'm really torn here between two different players. And they played Um. Well, one is a defensive player and one is a special teamer. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Well, I guess... I'm going to have to do a shout and a uh, – I'll, I'll get a game and I'll do a shout if no one picks the other person. But uh, my game ball has got to go to Clackamire. Ooh, really? Clackamire, <laughs> <laughs> come on down. You are the recipient. Clackamire, who got uh, – who was named the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Really? For uh, for dropping five punts within the 20 and uh, booming two punts over, well over 50 yards. Um, he only had two touchbacks. He had three that were down within the 10-yard line. I mean, he was punting them up there, and they were hitting the ground. And bouncing like, back. Like a duck shot out of the sky. They were hitting the ground. They were just like. So uh, he had an excellent, fantastic game. I think that's the second game in a row he's been doing really well. So hopefully he's on the uh, upswing. And we'll be in a good position to finish off the year strong and uh, move into 2009 in good shape, unlike Cracky Sean Sweden. Dude, I also have to point out with Plackemeyer. So, Plackemeyer. I have to point out that the that? wind, the wind of that game, there was like 20 mile an hour winds, and he was still punting that good. Yeah, yeah. And the <clears> wind <throat> didn't really seem to affect him too bad. I mean, he was doing, he was kicking well um, in both directions. So, I mean, dude had an awesome game. Consider how many times the offense kept going three and out and losing, having to, uh, giving it to him again. Here you go, dude. You got to punt again because we suck and we can't score any points. So yeah, Blackemire, he gets my game ball this week. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, I think my my thought with that is we've got a uh, we've got a punter. We need to get a kicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Apparently, um, Zorn 
is very happy with Plackemeyer. And Zorn is also a... Also, uh, very uh, happy with Sean Sweezum. What? Uh, what? I'm not kidding. No, you got it. I'm kidding. Come on. They Come came on. out in the press this weekend and had a big, you know, had a big uh, vote of confidence out there for um, for uh, Sean Sweezum. And he may have just been saying that, trying to help his psyche. Um, All right, we're out of the playoffs. Personally, I think he needs to stop drinking during the game. <clears throat> but um, he's trying to help Sweezum along. He's like, as soon as he finds his rhythm, he's going to be great. Um, and so I guess am I. He might just be talking the talk as the coach. But, uh. Dude, as, fa- as soon as I find my rhythm, I'm going to be great too, but I'm just never going to find it. Kind of like <laughs> Sean Sazel. Man, I ain't got no rhythm. I saw that quote that you um, put on there where, where, um, Zorn said he'll be lights out again. Again? Say what? Again. When was he ever lights out? Yeah. That's why I'm thinking he's just trying to give him a vote of confidence so her hopefully, you know, he won't suck today. Or be like, well, at least the coach thinks I'm all right and he's, he's, he's behind me. And then, you know, as soon as the game is over, he's going to be like, Sean, squeeze him. Exactly. Wait, wait. Like, oh, we lost your ticket. you got to fly yourself back. Dude, wait. Are the Reds... <laughs> wait. Did you say today? They're playing today? Huh. I thought the game was Did tomorrow. today? Yeah. I thought I said tomorrow. Did I say today? You did, and it confuses not me. Pay attention to the man behind the curtain. It is not today. Yeah, it confuses me, dude. This time of year, it confuses me because they always like throw in those games that I think are on Sunday, and then they're on Saturday. Yeah, but, but it's not. It's on Sunday. Hmm. So, John. So. All right. All right, dude. So that's a uh, good game ball, John. Who? No, are, well, who, who are you going to give your shot to, John? He's, save, he's saving it in case one of us give a game ball to that person. Go ahead, Aaron. Um, all right. Since John took mine, punk. He did not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to actually give it to Plackemeyer. You were, were going to give a. You were going to give your uh, game to Plackemeyer. Yeah, because I basically think he won the game for us. We had no offense as usual, yeah. and it all came down to a field position battle. And our one touchdown was off of after an interception. Was it an interception or a fumble? Fumble recovery by uh, London Fletcher. And the only reason we had it that close to their zone was because of Plackemeyer's punts. So, yeah, that's who I was going to give my game ball to. But since you gave your game ball to him and we can't let a punter have more than one game ball in a season, I'm going to have to give my game ball to (laughs) number 30, LaRon Landry. All right, good. Dude, seriously. To LaRon Landry for that mega hit at the end of the game, sealing the deal for the Redskins after they somehow started playing crappy prevent defense that prevents you from winning. <laughs> yeah, what was that about, dude? Dude, I got to say, on that note, um, on the post game, they uh, asked uh, Blosh why he was playing prevent at the end of the game. He was like, all right, what do y'all need to do? And it was, it was a listener question on Comcast. And he was like, all right, well, the people at home need to stop listening to these dumb announcers and pay attention to what's on the screen because we weren't playing def- uh, pre-event. We were playing their same defense we played the whole time. Well, then something we'll broke about- Something broke down in it. Yeah. Exactly. It was like I didn't see that team 16 yards deep in the middle of the defense. Seriously, dude, there's a big – There's a huge honking hole in the middle of that defense. Yeah, leaving the whole middle open on every play. Yeah, so – I thought that was a very interesting reaction to that because he said that, and I was like, uh, I was watching the game, and I didn't listen to crappy Joe Yuck. And maybe and, uh, um, Greg Blosh. Looked, like, looked at me like he was playing pretty Yeah, maybe Greg Blosh <laughs> needed to push those glasses up on his nose and watch what was going on in the game himself and change the defense up. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that being said, dude. I'm like, Ebenezer Scrooge. That being said, though, you can't take too much away from Greg, Greg Blosh since they didn't give up any touchdowns in that whole entire game. And the only way the Eagles were able yeah, to score yeah. at all was that when they somehow had a lineman um, covering Brian Westbrook, their best player. Right. <laughs> and he hints. So somehow, yeah, that was a total breakdown. The Eagles just called the exact right play on that one. Was it Alexander? And then he got injured. Like, yeah, it was the one-man gang, and he uh, he's actually on injured reserve. He pulled his right hand, and since there was only one game left, they just put him on IR. 
And then John pointed out after that play, what was up with um, D'Angelo Hall looking at him like, what are you doing, man? You blew your coverage. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall's one of those guys, and, you know, he's got the attitude <laughs> of, corner, of a cornerback. Yeah. He's running down the field. He kind of tried to run down, and he kind of, like, Alexander pulled up with him, like, oh, my leg, oh, my leg, and, and kind of cut off a little bit of his angle as he was going in there as well, trying to make a play. Right. So that slowed him down for making a pull as well. And he finally got in there, and then he's like, after they, like, you know, made the hit, he, like, turns around and looks back down the sideline and, like, jumps up with his arms up in the air, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. You're like, dude, he's a lineman. Covering Brian Westbrook. Covering <laughs> Brian Westbrook, one of the best players in the NFL. But, but that's just the kind of thing, D'Angelo Hall does that. I've already seen him do that a couple of times in the wrist uniform. He'll turn around with his arms out like, dude, what's up with that? That's just the attitude he brings. Yeah. But, uh, but the same thing, at least you know. he chased him down like all Daryl Green style instead of like letting him go into the end zone all Deion Sanders style. Yeah, yeah. That being said, so, so D'Angelo Hall does have a reputation for being a, a, a bit of a peen. He does, but 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 here's the question though: Will this week's game be his uh, be his last game as a uh, as a Redskin wearing the burgundy and gold? I hope not. I hope not. Is he unrestricted? <laughs> Dude, is he unrestricted at he, the end he is of the a year? Free agent, free and clear. All right, now since, since we're still in the game balls, you know it's funny because John took Aaron's. Aaron took mine. I have a feeling that that's who John was going to give the shout-out to, LeRon Landry. Yes, yes. Yes, it was. So Because he knocked that dude like four yards back after Fred Smoot held him up. I think Fred Smoot would have stopped him too, though. And another thing, what was up with that? All he had to do was reach his arms out. It was close. I know, but what was that dude running a yard shy of the end zone on his pattern? He's been watching the Redskins (laughs) offer. I guess. I was like, no way. It wasn't even close for the replay. Did anyone think that he actually made it in? No. No. I don't think they even thought it. No, they didn't. Not even Joe Yuck, who hates the Redskins. What are the Eagles now? What's their uh, What's their win loss? The Eagles are eight six and one, and a half a game up on the Redskins. Man. Yeah, that Bengals game really killed us, dudes. Not to like rub salt. In it the really did. Yes. But, you know, the Rams game. Who day? The Rams game. The Rams game really killed us. Rams game killed us. That game killed us. What other game killed us? There were a bunch. Every team, every team that's that's on the outside looking in right now is going, well, except for the Lions, is looking going, looking at it like, man, if we had just, you know, scored one more point in that game or one more touchdown in this game or Sean Sweezen hadn't missed another field goal in that game or we hadn't <laughs> fumbled on the first drive of that game. Or at the goal know, line in that game, hadn't made a bonehead play here. Would have, could have, should have. That's that's yeah. the way it is. If I hadn't handed the ball to the defensive player at the goal line in that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Sellers. So who's your game ball going to, Josh? I just told you, dude, Laurel Landry. Oh, you, I thought you were going to have someone else. That means I'm going to have to no, give dude, a shout. This is three weeks in a row for me, Laurel Landry. Three weeks. Dude, I gotta give you're a shout. You're gonna pick? Are you serious? I gotta give yeah. a shout out to Josh's dog, Mr. Nichols, number fifty-five. He had a fumble. <laughs> That's why oh, we boy. left. Dude, we left him open for you this week. He had a we left him wide open for you. I didn't say I wasn't gonna give him a shout out. I just said, you know, Leron Landry, dude, uh-huh. three weeks in a row. How can uh-huh. I deny that? Okay, uh-huh. then I'm changing you know my I, game. I, I'd like to see if he can make it a fourfer. Go go four in a row this week, John. Is it a rule or not a rule if I can change my game ball or not? Go ahead and oh, change it. Um, uh, well, yeah, if, if, if more than one person comes up with the same person for a game ball, um, then we definitely, one of those two people can, can change. change their, uh, All right, this game. is a conversation for the Harry Hogg Administrative Office. I don't know. So we go can, ahead. We can take we'll, a, let it, we'll let it this, fly. This is called, this is called the, uh, the spread the wealth. Under um, further review. Here at Harry Hogg Nation. After further review. Under further review, NFL Rulebook 3-2-1 type 72B says. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm going to change mine to Jason Taylor, who had a heck of a game. He caused that fumble down there um, that uh, Fletcher picked Force up. Fumble. And that also counts yep. as a sack also. And then he had another sack in the game. So yep. two sacks, one causing a fumble. He finally, like, I don't know if it was worth the $8 million or whatever we paid for him this year, but he finally, like, showed signs of um, some value there. So I'm going to have to give mine. He looked 
looked like perhaps he might be, he looked like he might be helping. Yeah. And that yeah. fumble led to the only touchdown of the game. So. Right. Jason Taylor. <laughs> you get my game ball of the week. Mr. Nichols. Nickel. Dude, since since you brought up <laughs> since you brought up the whole rule book thing, I've I've got to ask this question. And okay, uh, I thought you were going to be like, since you brought up Mr. Nichols, number fifty-five, Levar Arrington, when he played on the Giants. No, no, no. Levar Arrington was watching <laughs> the game from his restaurant this week. <laughs> since you brought up the the rule book, uh, did I bring this up a week or two ago? I can't remember. I know John, you and I had the conversation. I think Aaron did. Uh, we had a conversation as well. About my proposed new rule for the rule book, uh, the blowing the ball dead rule is that what you're talking about? Yes, we didn't talk about it on the podcast though. I don't think so. Here it is. Okay, here's the situation. Here's the situation. All right, let's just use all right for example. Or no, let's use yeah, that's fine. Let's use rock. All right, he receives the ball right on the kick. All right. He gets the ball, and he starts to run, and some guy almost tackles him, but he falls, does a little does a little roll over the guy. His knees, his elbows, nothing ever touches the ground. His back rolls over the guy's back, right? He pops up and keeps running. This actually happened about two or three weeks ago. Um, yes. He kept on running all the way down to the other end zone. They blew the ball dead back there. But in my opinion, and in freezing it on TiVo and looking back there, he never was down. He never was down. So, right. so in my opinion, that should be a challengeable play. It should be able to be challenged that the ball was never down. Now, the question is, obviously, they blew the whistle so players stopped trying to chase him. You know, and he kind of walked it on down to the other end because he felt he was never down. What do they do after that? Do they, A, give him... If they show that he was not down, do they give him 15 yards from that spot? Because in my opinion, that's good enough. B, half the distance to the to the other goal. I like that option. Um, and then C, the question is, and John brought this up, how could the opposing team use that rule against the other team? How could the opposing team use that against the Redskins in this situation? There right, you go. Right. Coffee there, to walk amongst yourselves. I'm going to get another coffee. I like the 15 yard one, actually, because you don't know. I don't if like would... the 15 yard rule. Yeah, but you don't know if you would have made it to the end zone. They no, that's had why a... I said half the distance. Yeah, but yeah, but it'd say that happened at like your own 30 yard line. Half the distance would be like the other teams. What? 25. Exactly. Exactly. But I know what... you have to you have to wear the shoe on both feet. You have to look at it from both ways. I understand. If, right. if you're, if it's the other way around, what would you want it to be? Fifteen yards. Maybe that's a tough one. I kind of like the fifteen yards, and I think it would be tough for a, uh, you know, how certain rules will come out, and then they'll be people will figure out like sneaky ways to use that rule for, for their advantage. Like, right. uh, if I interfere with this guy that's getting ready to catch this eighty-yard touchdown, then you know I'll stop him at the forty right. instead of him catching at the forty and running into the end zone, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? But I can't think of any way that they could do that. So far, I can't think of any way that that would work and be like, oh, if we tackle him here, it looks like we tackle him here and they blow it dead. Because, I mean, it's, it's the referees blowing the play dead, not not the players having anything to do it's with It's a that. total referee error. And, and and unless the referees are paid by the opposing team, I don't see that there's a way that they can use that to their advantage. You know and that doesn't usually happen unless we're playing the Cowboys. Exactly. So, you know, in my opinion, something there needs to be some rule for that, that it is reviewable because, you know, we can go back and forth and say it's football, let the refs call it, they didn't used to have replays. Well, guess what, dudes? We're in the days of replays. We're, we're in the days of media where they take the shot from every angle and they can slow it down to, you know, 200 frames a second and show you what it looks like. Um, I say we got to do good something. Debate. I think so, too. I, I like the 15 yards. Yeah. The next question is then how do we propose it to the NFL? Fifteen yards or half the, the distance. Rule. Fifteen yards or half the distance. <laughs> <laughs> so if it happens within like fifteen yards of the end zone, then it would be half the distance. There you go. If, if it happens within fifteen yards, if it happens in the red zone, it's half the distance to the goal. How's that? Hmm. 
Sounds All good. Right. But they're not going to do it, dude. So it doesn't matter. Because they're trying to protect the player. So basically what would happen is if they added that rule in and it looked like he was almost down and they blew the ball dead. All right. So the guy keeps running or like is still up kind of. And all of a sudden, dudes would start plowing people after the whistle blew just because. There you go. Yeah. Just because. Oh, they, they would they plow him afterwards to make sure that he's down? Yeah. Well, then that's a late hit. I know, so that kind of screws yeah, over the defense. Because if they blew the, well, if they blew the call, they blew it dead. They blew it dead. They blew it dead. They blew it dead. There's no, there's no finishing the play after the play has been blown dead. I mean, it, that would be a late hit. I'm just saying players would stop start doing that. I'm just saying sure. if they're going to plow the guy, they need to plow and make sure he's down before they blow the ball dead. That's true because they would yeah, get dude, the 15 yards. If they yards blow in. the play dead and the guy gets up and keeps running, <laughs> it's only, if it's only a 15-yard penalty after that, there's no reason for him to hit it because it wouldn't be a 15-yard penalty from where they thought he was down. Right. So it wouldn't do him any good to be like, oh, well, I thought the play was still going on. You know, they can use that excuse now, and it never works. That's, you know that's, what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying about your 15-yard penalty. I can't for, find a downside, uh, especially going the 15-yard yeah. route. I can't find a downside to it. All right. I like yeah. the 15-yard idea, but I do not like the half the distance to the goal unless it's down within the within the red zone. Red zone. I like that, too. Inside the 20-yard uh, line, half the distance to the goal. All right. If you guys have any ideas about this, go ahead and send in your suggestions to RedskinsFan at HarryHogFootball.com. Or you can call us and leave us a voicemail what you think about it on the hog line. And that number is, what is it, John? 206? 206-203-1566. That's 206-203-1566. And you will get our answering machine. Yep, leave a voice message. And if it's good enough or funny enough, we might just put it on the podcast. Or, you know, even if it is a really horrible message, we might just put it on the podcast. Yeah, if it really sucks, we might put it on there, too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so speaking of really sucks, I think it's time for our kicks. Speak, speaking of, hold on, before you go on there. Speaking of that, we did get a phone call this week from uh, from a, uh, a a recent listener, a listener who's just started listening in the past couple of weeks um, from somewhere in Maryland, right? I think from uh, Silver Spring. Yeah, dude, that's right. It's uh, I think his name was Nicholas or something like that. Anyway. He called in slamming on you, dude, because he basically uh, said that that our voicemail can only sound worse if you touch the line, if you touch the controls. What? (laughs) If you you touch the line. It was nice for me to hear someone dog on you instead of me. That's right. That's right. Usually John gets dogged on. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a compliment, Aaron. Maybe maybe he was complimenting you. Anyway, he's a new listener, uh, been listening for a couple of weeks, so we appreciate the phone call. But uh, we'll tag it. We'll tag it on at the end of the podcast, dude. I'll have to is say that, that comment about me touching the line is <laughs> that's over the line, dude. Over the line. <laughs> that's over the line, dude. <laughs> over the line, Donnie. All right, I'll tag that email on there at the end of this um, podcast. I'm oh, sorry, the yeah, voicemail. If I can figure out how to do I, it without on a personal messing note, up. I got the uh, I got the Big Lebowski's 10th anniversary. <laughs> director's uncut set with extra scenes for Christmas. I'm talking about drawing Very a line nice. in the sand, dude. Across this line, you do not. <laughs> and <laughs> I happen to get four nice Big Lebowski coasters. Uh, oh, dude, I got that, yeah. Yeah, one of them has the dude on it that just says, uh, I'm going to go find a cash machine. Yeah, and if you dudes haven't <laughs> seen the Big Lebowski out there, if you want to get a handle of um, kind of us... Or our humor. Watch that movie. All right. Yeah, some of our some of our in jokes. <clears throat> okay. So, um, all right. Let's move on then to the. Um, it's time for the. Uh, you know what? The. Uh, 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 it's time for. It's time for. It's time for. And it's now. Time for, time for this week. And now. Kicking the balls award. Dude. 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 What time is it? Kicking the balls award. When? Now? And now? All right. What time is it? <laughs> My kicking the balls award is going to go to Jim Zorn for sending out crappy Who? place kicker Sean Sweezum to try that 50 some yard kick in the swirling wind when everyone in the stadium except for him 
including Sean Sweezum, knew he wasn't going to be able to make it. Not only that, he didn't even get it out of the back of the end zone, so the dude returned it. And the dude returned it. It might as well have been like a punt or a, a turnover there. They might, might as, as well have been a fumble. They might as well have just downed it. Yeah, right. Because that was like that was very reminiscent, Aaron, of the game that you and I went to against. I think it was the Giants, which was Norv, my buddy Turner's last <laughs> game as coach of the Redskins. Oh man, don't even get me started. Where he said we were one, he had two roster spots just for kickers because he had one who could kick in a ton that had no accuracy, and he had was it Eddie Murray? Yeah, Eddie Murray. He was really old who kicked great for about forty yards. He was super accurate, and he tried him out there for like a I forget how long it was, but it was well beyond Eddie Murray's distance. Everyone in the stadium was like, "What are you doing?" It was a real close and, uh, game against the Giants. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, North Turner's last. Uh, that was the night that we uh, moved on to the Rubisky era for the last three games of the season. The, yeah. um, Terry Rubisky. Terry Rubisky era. Gotcha. And then Aaron and I arrived back in New York City because we were living up there at that time um, at about 5 in the morning. And right when I pulled up in front of our uh, in front of our place, I pulled up, you know, parked on the street, and the curbs there had those metal like reinforcers along the top of the curves, and because it was all ghetto New York, it was all busted up, and there were jagged edges sticking out, and one of them went right into the sidewall of my tire right when I parked. So it was like, and here we go, and I'm hitting the brake, and we're stopping, so it's like, boom, and the front end of the car sagged down into the gutter. So I was like, what the hell just happened? And that was the beginning of the Rubisky era. Flat tire. And it wasn't, yeah, and it wasn't even like, you know, like a patchable thing. It was in the sidewall, and I was like, well, that pretty much summed up a really... Crappy day. Night, and of course, yeah, that that uh, that that that's the short version. I used a lot more colorful language at that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about you guys? Not even that. Yeah, dumbass. What are you doing, Zorn? Good one. That that is a good one, man. I was trying to think about it. You know, honestly, the Redskins. Even though we won this game, it wasn't a pretty game to watch, and we still had a lot of problems. Um, but. I got to give it, you know, I'm going to stick with the coaching trend and go to Greg Blosh because I think something really did happen. I don't know what happened at the at the end of this game, but the defense was not, to me, the same defense that was playing earlier in the game. And it seemed to me there was a change there. And if I'm wrong, sue me. But uh, I don't think it was. There was something up there. So you're, you're I'm, I'm the blaming because you think you changed it. I'm blaming the king of the hill. You know, <laughs> you know, he's the dude that's calling the shots. Now, if somebody missed their assignments, that's one thing, which is totally possible. You know, with like some of Alexander, like Alexander, Alexander. Yes. <laughs> but I think something was different. If not, and, dude, you could just give it to him for however having some scheme where Alexander would be forced to cover Brian Westbrook. That that in <laughs> that in itself was duh duh. <laughs> You know, we're watching we're watching this uh, game, and Amy's like, "What? What's that?" <laughs> I was and watching I, it and going like this, dude. I was watching that play and going. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "That is that's not that's not good." <laughs> they oh, found man. our weakness. Our weakness is that we've had all. Brian Westbrook coming. It's all like, "What the?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, anyway. my hamstring." Rogers for going and whining on the sideline about hurting his pinky hand or something. Anyway, go ahead. About, about <laughs> getting benched. Dude, he went over there and Brains sat. At Hall. He went over there and got and, and sat down and then was like complaining about like something on the side of his hand hurting or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, yeah. it's not like he uses his hands anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why is that? Why is that keeping him out of the game? Exactly. I thought they pulled him out because he was sucking. I can give, let me see, I'm going to give my kick. I got two that I'm really looking at. Um, I was thinking about giving one to D'Angelo Hall for turning around and being like, what? What is up? 
and then probably going, oh, when he saw Lorenzo Alexander, like, fall into the ground, clutching his hamstring. <laughs> he was probably like, what the, oh, man, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but I'm going to give mine, and this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek one a little bit, but I'm giving mine to London Fletcher. <laughs> what? Because he picked up that fumble, and he got tackled by John Runyon, who was probably the slowest guy on the entire Eagles team. If he hadn't gotten tackled by John Runyon, he would have been in for a touchdown. And I was like, dude, all you had to do was beat that BFF, man. <laughs> That's the best friend forever, this big fat daddy. Dude, but you all know you how... had to do was beat that, like, 320-pound tackle. Yeah, but... He couldn't get away from him. I was like, dude, come on. John, you know how <laughs> so... linebackers are when they, like, pick up a fumble? They look like a kid in a candy store, like, ooh, and they're just kind of, like, running all over the place. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I got it, oh. Man, I'm going to have to get that Benny Hill music. And instead, we did supplement it with our own version of it. It's copywritten, probably. <laughs> Benny Hill. <laughs> no, that's the carnival music. All right, so that's where my kick goes. <laughs> But it's not, it's, it's kind of a, a half kick because I'm kind of doing funny. I guess my real kick is going to go to D'Angelo Hall for turning around and be like, what the? What the? Right on. So, what about you, yeah, John? My real kick's going to D'Angelo Hall. I really can't do a London Fletcher. Mm. Josh, you're up. I went. He already went, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Where were you? Um, I was drinking some coffee. Um, I have to. Po- I also had to point out another kick to um, the offense for sucking as usual. Okay, um, moving on. Next up, we have the. Um, let me see. Let me, let me, let me, let me. All right, Zorn. Uh, questions were surrounding the uh, internet this week about whether or not Zorn would return, and Vinny. Vinny. Uh, Bug Eye Serato says Zorn will return, to which John replies. <laughs> Probably looking all like insane, like he just did crystal meth again. Yeah. So he John, will return with his eyes all big and wide, like they're being opened by two pigs. And like looking around like he's expecting someone to attack him or something. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and then John. He his head slightly tilted up a little bit. <laughs> and then John replied to Zorn, or Serato's comment on Zorn returning. John says, word. Okay. <laughs> In other news. I think, that's fair. I, think, I think he deserves to come back for at least another year. Sure. Yeah. I agree with you. I think he deserves another year. However, if he would have lost that game last week, there are a lot of people that would have been on the other side of the fence with that one, the way he's been playing. Yeah. I may feel completely different. Yeah, I may feel completely different after uh, tomorrow's game against the uh, 49ers. But, okay, so... Um, no, not really. I feel like come back for another year, for real. In other news, um, uh, the worst punter in the league, statistically, Plackemeyer, after his stellar game, which warranted my game ball award this week, was named the NFC Special Player... Special Player? Special Teams Player of the Week. <laughs> 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 Yay! Everyone's a winner. Special player of the week. Um, <laughs> and on the other kicking front, Zorn has faith in Swism, as we already said earlier in the podcast, and has no yeah, plans to move forward. About this. You're rehashing. Sorry, I'm rehashing. That's the word they use in broadcasting when someone's already said something and they didn't mean to. Okay. All right, we already talked about all that stuff. Okay. All right, moving the moving down the list is John's segment coming up here, and it is the injury report with John Adams. Oh my damn arm! Oh the injury report! Oh my hammy! Be <laughs> live from uh from Harry Hog East Studio. Uh, injury report: We already talked about Lorenzo Alexander is out for the year. With his right hammy pull, um, we've 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 been talking about him a lot, actually. The year um, meaning one John day. John Hansen is one of the biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest words this week. He's questionable. He's supposed to be a game time decision because of his knee, 
but he may. But if he can go, he's he's uh, scheduled. He's slated to start if he can go. Do you guys think? Not, do you guys think the Redskins will try to trade Jansen this year or make him retire or something? I would not be surprised. I don't know how, what a salary cap number is, but it's a big one. I give him two thumbs up for that that suggestion. I wouldn't be surprised if they just cut him to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I agree. Depending on if, uh, depending on how the offensive line shapes up at the draft and with free agency this offseason. Mm-hmm. Someone who's definitely not going to get cut is London Fletcher, but he is he's also questionable, but he's starting. You know, he's dude, he's going to start. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, other people on the injury report, Golston is questionable. McCovery's um, probably going to start. Yep, and Pete Kendall's had a knee problem pretty much all year, but he's probable he's slated to start. And that is the entire official injury report. Um, the glaring um, omission from that report from the Redskins is that Portis is not on there. Um, I'm thinking that he's got so many injuries. They don't know how to list like, them. We don't know what to list it. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, dude, he won't fit on the ticker that way on ESPN. Do you think Portis will play this week? Yes. Absolutely. I don't think he's going to arrest anybody. Why would you at this point? Yeah. And coming to the 49ers, if we win this game, um, Zorn will tie George Allen for the best record for a uh, Redskins rookie head coach at 9-7. and seven. Really? Well, that's, yes, something, that's something to remember for all the skeptics out there. 9-7 and seven is pretty darn good. Even 8-8. Eight and eight. If we lose the game, we'll be pretty darn good considering this team had no business being in the playoffs last year anyway. Considering that we have no offense whatsoever. We have no offense. Um, and, and, and speaking of that, the Redskins have not scored 30 points in a single game this year and are averaging 11 points a game over the last seven games, over the second mm. half of the season. But I also have to point out that so, they have uh, not given up. Suck. They have not given up 30 points a game either. Yeah, that's the thing. The defense is ranked fourth in the NFL, second in the NFC. Yet there's no Pro Bowlers. And we and we really haven't that's given up. Yeah, that's that's another thing. But we really haven't given up more than two touchdowns in a game. You know, sometimes the you know there might be like an interception. I'm not counting if there was like an interception, and then like the team brings it in from the ten. I'm talking about the defense hasn't given up drives for more than two touchdowns in a game, and I think they've only given up yeah, three. Greg Walsh has done a fantastic job this year, and a lot of that has to do with London Fletcher, and a lot of that has to do with the overall play of the uh, secondary because we don't have any pass rush. Yeah, none. Which we need to but fix. Yeah. If we could add a pass Zero. rush, dude, our off- our defense would be incredible. Zero. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Albert Haysworth is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Even though he stepped on that dude's head a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He I think was a cowboy, though. At least he stepped oh, on yeah, the cowboy's yeah. Head. It was a cowboy, so okay. All right. So, um. Still inexcusable, but at least he did it to a cowboy. All right. Well, moving on. Coming up next, after this station of identification, 10 second break, is going to be the NFC East report with Josh Allen. After this message from our local sponsor, us. <laughs> You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope you got some coffee. Had time to take a leak in the break. And, and uh, now, the NFC East Report with Josh Allen. Welcome to the <laughs> NFC East Report. I am your host, Josh Allen. The Giants are 12-3. and three. They're playing in Minnesota this week at 1 o'clock. That will be on Sunday. 8-6 um, and six Eagles are going up against the Dallas Cowboys at 4-15 on Sunday. And the 8-7... 8-6-1. Eight eight uh, excuse me, 8-6-1, thank you. And the 8-7 and seven Redskins, <clears throat> our boys, are uh, playing in San Francisco at 4-15 in the P.M., that's the NFC East Report. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Allen, and thank you to our sponsor this week. Oh, we don't have one. Oh, yeah, we do. We have a late sponsor. Oh, yeah, It's who? Joe Bob's. We We're do. supposed to put them in right here. How many times have you told the story about the big one that got away? 
guess what? Not anymore. At Joe Bob's Bait and Tackle Shop, we make sure you're outfitted with the most professional equipment on the market at just the right price to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. Come on in this week to Joe Bob's Bait and Tackle Shop. We've got fresh Australian night crawlers. One dozen for only a $3.99. Boy, you can't beat that with a stick. Let me tell you, we're just a shake of a coon's tail down the road from just about everywhere in the greater Washington, D.C. and Virginia and Maryland area, Delmarva Peninsula. Joe Bob's Bait and Tackle is your hometown bait and shot tackle shop, and we're ready every day of the week to serve Redskins fans who come through the door. Come on in today. Joe Bob's Bait and Tackle Shop. Don't let the big one get away. You'll be glad you did. Joe Bob's Bait and Tackle Shop is a proud sponsor of Harry Hog Football and a proud member of the Washington Redskins Bait and Tackle Network. Dale Marvel Peninsula. <laughs> Seriously, what's with, what's with the sheep? I don't know, dude. We'll have to call Joe Bob and ask him. Are they like hanging? Are they hanging out outside the store, like welcoming welcoming customers? They got like their own petting zoo outside the front door for the for the youngins. Anyway, it's now time for the playoff report, um, and only John Adams can read this because he said he himself can't explain it and not to ask him to, but he can at least he can at least read what's written here because I don't even think I can read this. Without having my right, tongue dude, I'm going to try to sum it up. I'm going to try to sum it up like like as easy as possible here. Go for um, it. The Cowboys win, they're in. If they lose, I believe they're out. And the Eagles would be in if Tampa Bay loses and either Chicago or Minnesota also loses. I'm not going to go into whole, the whole ties and all that stuff. Basically, if the Cowboys win, they're in. If the Eagles win, the Cowboys are out. And that's all we need to know. So, in other words, go go Eagles. Go Eagles. So, we only root for two teams, the Redskins and whoever's playing the Cowboys. But, but guys, I must say, did did any of you watch that Bears-Packers game? Um, No, I went to sleep. I I heard heard what happened. Dude, it was one of the most amazing games I've watched in a really long time. Didn't the Bears come back and win at the end? Yes, they did. And they needed it to stay in it. Right. In overtime. But, I mean, dude, it was just, it was smash mouth, back and forth, awesome football. Hey, I dude. That's cool. If we play the Bears dude, next they're, year. They're almost as badass as the, uh, the NFC North is almost as badass as the NFC East when it comes to wintertime and football. They, and they were playing in minus degree temperatures. It, awesome. was, it was just, it was really, really good game to watch. And there were still some stupid, crazy people with their shirts off. Dude, oh, yeah. if we play the Bears in Soldier Field or the new Soldier Field next year, um, I think we should go. We're going. We're going. Right on. Totally. Right on. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving forward, I like to. I tried to mention this earlier, and then I saw it lower on the itinerary. I'd like to congratulate Mister Mister <laughs> for beating me in the championship game by six points. Um. To secure the 2008 Harry Hog Football Fantasy League Championship. Nice. Yes, he did. Congratulations, Mr. Mister. You won the Harry Hog Bowl. What are you going to do next? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mister does live out in California, so I guess he's going to go to Disneyland instead of Disney World. Yeah, and, and for the record, um, he beat you one twenty-one to one sixteen. Oh, so five points. Sorry, five points. I gave him an extra one to make him feel better five. about himself. One more touchdown from Greg Jennings <laughs> in that game, Josh. That would have been a different story, but yep. it did not happen. But anyway, congratulations to Mister Mister for winning. And I did want to point out that John did finish lower than me in the consolation game. I did. I did finish <laughs> third. Unfortunately, I finished third. Um, and, um, Josh, where did you end up? You ended up, um, oh, you ended up last. Exactly where I wanted to be. Josh barely kicked out a last place finish with a 2-11. Dude, um, it's harder than you think. It's harder than you think. 
<laughs> it truly is, dude. Seriously. Anyway. It's easier to finish in the top five than it is to finish last. Dude, we might just need to ban Josh from the league next year. <laughs> well, well, every league needs a Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is that. Uh, do they really, though? No. Okay. So, um, congratulations, Mr. Mister. Now, moving forward, it's time oh, yeah, for... Dude, Mr. Mister, you're, uh, sorry, sorry, let me jump in. Mr. Mister, you're, uh, you're, your prize, your trophy, as it is, as it were, will be coming out in the mail to you out in California within a couple of weeks or so. Um, so keep your eyes open. Um, it'll be there. Because yeah. every year in the fantasy league, the winner does receive a little, uh, Harry Hog football prize. Which is usually some kind of Redskins memorabilia. Yeah, it has something to do with the Redskins, of course. Yeah. Except when the Colts dude won it last year. And then yeah, it was the more... dude that's, that's been grandfathered into the league, even though he's a Colts fan. Yeah. And... Um, so he got the, uh, the Dallas Star bullet hole sticker. Yeah. Bullet hole sticker. <laughs> bullet hole shirt. The Dallas <laughs> Star with the bullet holes in it. Two dollars a <laughs> Anyway, with that being said, back after popular demand, after his two-week hiatus... Is Tom with Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, it's Tom calling with a Christmas edition uh, Tom's Trivia. Um, Sorry for missing the episode last week. I was out of town for business in Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota in the middle of December. It's not a fun place to be. Windchill being 40 below. Back here in D.C. was 60, which means a 100 degree difference, which was not fun to know about. But I uh, had a decent time there, and uh, but I missed the podcast. I haven't even listened to it. I've been so crazy busy. Um, so I'm sorry I missed it. So I don't know if you guys did a backup trivia question or not, but in case you didn't or you didn't answer mine, I believe the question was about the uh, election and when was the last time a Democrat won, an off, won the election where the Redskins then had a winning season the remainder of the year. It's only happened once, um, and that was 1976. After Jimmy Carter won, the Redskins had a winning season. After every other time a Democrat has won the election, the Redskins have either been 500 or below for the remainder of the season, and unfortunately that continues this year. Um, congrats to guess who? David from Michigan for getting the answer right. At this point, I think we should call this the David from Michigan Trophy and uh, award it in future years on his behalf in case he's not participating. Um, the next question will be in honor of Jim Zorn's sweep of the Philadelphia Eagles. We should not lose sight of the fact that Zorn and the Redskins went 3-1 and one against the Eagles and Cowboys this year. That will make a lot of Redskins fans happy, regardless of their record. This will make the pain of not making the playoffs a little easier to bear because we know we probably took the Eagles out of the playoffs and we played a good role in having the Cowboys struggle, and hopefully they lose to the Eagles on Sunday. Um, but the question is, who was the last Redskins coach? to sweep the Eagles in his first season as coach. Yeah, first coach of the Redskins. Okay, well, good luck with the question. hope everybody's enjoying your holidays. It's Christmas Eve now as I'm leaving this message. And uh, we got family in town and uh, having a big uh, Sunday brunch or a uh, Christmas brunch tomorrow and presents. The kids are excited. hope everybody has a great, safe holiday. Um, and I will talk to you next week. All right. And uh, after the last game of the year, against the 49ers. Hopefully we can enjoy the West Coast after beating Seattle earlier in the year. All right, talk to you guys later. Hail the Redskins. Okay, congratulations to Dave in Michigan, who I think is um, in the lead. If he hasn't already he wrapped it lead. up, he might have his place on the he couch. might have it all wrapped up. Dudes, we we got to get Tom on the couch, too. No, 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 no dudes. Just remember, the, the, the trivia goes to the end of the season, so through the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Through the Super Bowl. So there's still time. Not regular season. Not Redskins season. We've still got the entire week. football season. So keep it up, David. Keep it up. Keep going. And if you guys know the answer to this week's, this week's Tom's trivia, um, send it to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com, or you can give us a call on the hog line at 206-203-1566. That's 206-203-1566. And, dudes, we have a little something new to talk about with Tom's Trivia and those folks who win, right? Yep. If you, if you go to our website and you look up at the top, as always, we have us sitting on the couch up there. Well, 
your couch. And the new deal is, if you win Tom's Trivia and you send us a photo of yourself, you can sit on the couch with us for that week. Ew. Just don't sit too close to Josh. Yeah, yeah. Don't put him over, you know. Make make sure there's plenty of room there. Especially after I ate that chili. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No Dude, yeah, we do need to get Tom's picture up there sometime. Right on. We'll have to get, we'll have to get a shot from Tom, too. Tom, make sure you send us yeah, a sure. cartoon version of yourself. Yeah. So we can pick it. <laughs> Be sure your shirt says something like easy DC or like metal. <laughs> <laughs> or, wing, or winger. <laughs> winger. <laughs> winger. <laughs> oh man! All right, all righty. So here we go. All right, dude. Seriously, I'm going to use this week to find some new music because I just can't take that anymore. You can use what? I'm going to find. I'm going to find some new music for this segment this week. I just can't take that anymore. All right. you, don't, you, you don't have time for it. You don't have time to take. Cinch, sink, whatever it is. Anyway, uh, this week's Where Are You Now? Played for the Washington Redskins back in the late 60s. He was a uh, fullback. Any guesses? Any guesses? George Rogers. In the late huh? 60s? In the late 60s? <laughs> <laughs> I just got a follow <laughs> <laughs> he was to be more specific to be more specific al- although he was and leading rusher back in 1969 he did score the most touchdowns uh, as a rusher back in 1969 uh, mm. dude I wasn't alive yet touchdowns he beat out Larry Brown uh, in rushing and receiving any, any guesses Charlie Taylor Charlie Taylor? No. Charlie Joyner. You got the Charlie part right. Charlie Parker. <laughs> Charlie Haraway. Man, Charlie I was Haraway. That was my next guess, dude. Was it really? I remember when I was like negative no. 15 seeing that on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, where is Charlie? Where is Charlie Haraway today? Let me tell you. Where is he? Yeah, where is good old today, Charlie? Charlie Haraway is the president and CEO of Team Haraway Realty, selling homes and investment <laughs> properties down in the state, the sunny state of Florida. I knew you were going to say Florida. You can go visit That's his another website. That's one we need to do. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I'll you can go visit his website at we score for you, as in the <laughs> number four, and the, le- and the letter U, we score for you.com if you're looking for a home down in the Port Charlotte, Florida area. <laughs> Excellent. That's one that we need to add to the uh, the stereotypical retired football yeah, player yeah, along yeah. the car dealerships. <laughs> the the realtor. Yeah. Realtor. Yeah. Realtors and car Dude, dealerships. He also he also um, has a Christian ministry team that he runs uh, with his wife, and he speaks at quite a few churches uh, to train congregation members on how to establish an effective evangelism program. I think that's and actually also, and also how to run the uh, the counter tray. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's the effect of evangelism. Now you're gonna pull when you, when you pull. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's stay uh, behind your blockers. That's right. Don't that's drop right. the Bible. Blockers for Christ, dude. And then when he trains, a cool. bit of trivia dudes. about how things have changed. Let me just throw this out. Bit of trivia. Charlie Haraway. Okay, back in the day in 1966, he signed his first contract. For fifteen thousand dollars for the year. Wow! He got a five thousand dollar bonus and a brand new Ford Thunderbird, and that was his contract. Sweet! Wow! That's pretty good. What if we still have that car? Twenty grand, twenty grand plus a car to play football. I would take that today, to tell you the truth. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, you're so cheap. I would take it if that was my considering, job. Considering if if you took it, you'd be sitting on the bench because I, I don't think you'd be playing. Dude, heck. Dude, for the love of the game. Nice. If, if someone <laughs> had told me you could play 16 games a year and then all, uh, you know, the rest of the year do whatever you want, start a car dealership, what have you, and you get $20,000 plus a car, I'd be like, okay, and then I'd go get a side job. Plus your first car to put on your lot. 
I take it today. <laughs> it's a fat it's a truck big enough for three signs to pick in front of homes. Exactly. For sale. There's probably a lot of people out there that have like a $50,000 a year job that would trade it in for a $20,000 a year job to play football as your job. Well, you're probably plus a car. Yeah, plus a car. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway. Uh, plus a nice car. But it is a lot different from these whiners today. Anyway. All right, congratulations, Charlie, for being this week's Where Are They Now? And hopefully we'll send some business to you down in Port just, Charlotte. And, and just to clarify, he played for the Redskins from 69 to 73. Yes. Right on. Okay, so we have one more thing before we wrap up episode 152. And Josh wanted to mention that our Where Are They Now dude from a few weeks ago, unfortunately, passed away this week. That's right. Uh, yeah, Coy Bacon. Coy Bacon passed away. And... Uh, Hate, hate to see it, but I think he was only like 64 or 66 years old. He wasn't very old. It was kind of odd because we just had him on here. He uh, was just a where are you now. If, if this if that becomes a trend, then we're going to stop doing the segment. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh, uh, I think you jinxed one Redskins dude every year. Last year you jinxed um, Sean Taylor by giving dude, him a kick. Do not say I jinxed Sean Taylor. Did you? Oof. You gave him a kick in the balls award when he didn't I'll come even play. Up there and slap <laughs> oh, speaking of for Christmas, my uh, sister-in-law gave me this like Redskins framed picture, and it's got these jerseys hanging in the locker, and it's got like Sean Taylor twenty-one, and then it's got like Portis number twenty-six, and then it's got number one Aaron Allen, and then it's got number eighty-nine Santana Moss. <laughs> And I, was, and I was like, Suzanne, that would be pretty cool, except she put Aaron Allen instead of just Allen. So, like, the back of the jersey <laughs> says Aaron. Your whole name on the back. Yeah, not even just, like, A. Allen. And, and Suzanne was like, she doesn't know. <laughs> so it, it makes well, it funny. that was pretty cool of her to do. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You didn't have a three at the first digit of your age. Yeah, and then above, above it in the jersey... <laughs> Above the jersey on the actual locker, it says number one draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only draft in that you're doing is out of your kegerator. That's what I was going to say, dude. <laughs> meaning, meaning you pick the keg and you go pull the draft. Anyway. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Um, you guys enjoy the last game tomorrow, last of the year in more ways than one. And uh, start looking Man. forward to next season. And remember that Harry Hog football is year round, and we'll talk about stuff, and we'll probably be punchier than usual in the off season. And two um, weeks a year, folks. And yeah, I mean, we go all year long. We go through the armpit of the off season. We go through the butt crack of the off season. The taint um, of the off season. We wear our slickers. <laughs> we wear our slickers going through that. <laughs> anyway, um, send us some email, Redskins fan, com or. The hog line, which I haven't even memorized the number. That's why I rely on John to always say it. And 206-203-1566. Send us some emails. Um, give us some calls. And hail to the Redskins. And as always, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, joke comment uh, that I just heard, the welcoming message, if it is improved, it will be only if Aaron doesn't touch the line. So, there you go. My name is Nikos. I'm calling from Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, I discovered the podcast uh, roughly three weeks ago, and uh, at first I thought that you guys were nagging like there's no tomorrow. But then when I heard a little bit more and a little bit more, I really, really understood the meaning of the podcast. And I truly sympathize with your frustration because I'm in the same boat. Uh, Losing and not being able to sleep and questioning why did we lose to the Rams, you know, or more recently 
Bengals, but that's not the story. Uh, I truly agree with the cut. And um, sometimes uh, you don't always get it right according to my preferences, but the three of you basically get at least 90% of my cuts. Keep up the good work. Uh, we're all behind you. We're listening to your podcast. And uh, you're not alone. Uh, hail to the Redskins. And hail to victory, victories to come. Thank you.